0: A couple of months back I was watching a movie called A Wrinkle in Time with one of my friend and she suddenly started telling me the next scene in the movie and that too very accurately. I was really surprised but later I got to know that a couple of years ago she read this novel on which the movie is based and she still remember the whole storyline. How amazing isn't it? I started relating it to my own experiences and how I feel the same sense of nostalgia when I hear a TV commercial or a song from my childhood and how I suddenly start singing alongside. Or even about that story that my father used to tell at bedtime, which was in fact told to him by his dad and how everything is still so vivid. The thing that is common in all these situations is a story. Stories are a powerful tool when it comes to create a long-lasting experiences. Stories are a way to explain the world. Stories are about communication. In his famous book on Winning the Story Wars, Jonah Sex writes, human beings share stories to remind each other of who they are and how they should act. The link between human memory and stories is tightly woven. A good story is what leaves a memory. A memory that people can recall and recognize on certain triggers. But let's face the truth. Human memory comes with restrictions. Remember the times when we say, I don't remember, or oh my god, I totally forgot? All of this is nothing, just the limitation of our memory or of our hard disk. When it comes to stories, our brains seem to wire for that kind of structure. But let's not get too hyped about it and about our ability to recall information shared through stories. Our mind can really hold between four to seven distinct bits of information and that too for a certain amount of time. This is also our short-term memory. When that particular time is over, the memory either decays or goes to our long-term memory. It is believed that the long-term memories are stored in different areas across the brain, depending on the content of the information content not only plays a huge role in shaping our experience but also in creating engaging stories that become part of our memories and can be accessed easily. In human-centered design, storytelling is the process of creating compelling narrative arcs that place people in the center of the story. It helps others visualize how the product can become the part of people's lives and ultimately become part of their own story call it an art, a technique, or just another way of communicating our thoughts, but storytelling is no doubt a powerful tool when we think about communicating our design ideas and solutions. There are two parts of storytelling in design. One that you tell, and other what your designs tell when you're not around. I'm Priya Saraswat, and you're listening to Immersive Experiences. And in this episode, we'll talk about the role of storytelling in human-centered design, We'll discuss what are some of the existing ways for us to tell online and offline stories and what are some of the things that we can learn and practice to master the art of storytelling. Talking about our brain, our memory and their connection with the storytelling, there is a very famous experiment by Fritz Heider and Marianne Simmel in the field of interpersonal perception. This experiment is somewhere, also reflects on how our brains are so wired when it comes to storytelling. The participants in this experiment were requested to interpret a moving picture, which is nothing but a film of two and a half minute duration. And this film comprised of three geometrical figures, a large triangle, a small triangle and a disc or maybe you can call it a circle. These three geometrical figures were shown to be moving in different directions and at various speed. The only other figure in the field was a rectangle with a section at the corner, which can be open and closed like a door. So the participants were asked to tell the story of the video in a few sentences. The researcher discovered that participants assigned all kinds of personality, characteristics, and motives to these simple shapes, and started generating compelling plots about how the large triangle is very aggressive and the circle is so helpless and the small triangle is the hero of the story. Sometimes the plot centered on love or sometimes it's about cheating and sometimes it's all about like parenting and everything. It was an amazing study and I think I highly recommend that you should watch a video uh, which is on YouTube and I'll probably link it on the Instagram page as well. But the point is, humans are so wired for storytelling that we can make a story out of anything. In our day-to-day lives, we encounter so many stories. In cafes, in our offices, stories from our friend, our family. We are Even when we are thinking on our own, there is a story going on in our head. Even right now, I'm kind of telling you a story about storytelling. Isn't it? And I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only person telling you that. How many times you've been told that everyone is a storyteller, so are you. Because you are human and this is in our genes. However, the stories that we tell and hear every minute of our lives are very different from the one that we have to tell as a designer. As designers, we are defining a world for other people. And trust me, telling someone else's story is an awfully difficult task. But having said that, it's not that difficult either, and we are kind of doing it already. Every design creates a story, and it's not just during the creation process, but also when the products are in the hands of our users. So let's talk about some of the UX stories that we are creating today. Our very first exposure to stories is during the research phase. All the ethnographic studies, contextual inquiries, focus groups, interviews, And all these different forms of research opens up a door for us to listen to the stories of our users. And it's also a beginning of the story that we will be building through our designs in future. The only mantra is to ask right questions to get the real story flowing. There is an old saying, you never know a story till you have told it 100 times. So the next offline story is the one that we share with our team and stakeholders after a user research. It's very important to remember that UX stories aren't made up, but they are actually the real stories from the experiences of real people. Using the art of storytelling, we can bring the team closer to the reality of our audience by telling them the real stories of their lives. It can help them recognize human connections well before any design concept or strategy. Some other offline forms of storytelling that we often use in our design processes are storyboards, mood boards, use cases, and user journeys. All these different forms of stories help us to present how the product or the feature might impact a person's everyday effectiveness. They help us bring people's experiences closer to our design process. Design is a form of communication, so is the storytelling. So a positive user experience should have a clear beginning, middle, and end, just like a story. When we think about the story that our designs will communicate in our absence, we should focus on how this new experience that we are building today can become a part of people's stories in future. Onboarding flows and walkthroughs are some of the common ways we use in design to tell a story when a person is interacting with the product for the first time But the point is that these stories should stay with people and help them recognize it the next time they are interacting with it. Just like that novel that you read so many years ago, but you're still able to remember and recall the exact storyline. Your story should be that engaging and memorable. So that was all about the power of storytelling. And now let's spend a little bit time talking about what are some of the ways that we can master this art. Personally, I feel that the trick is not net new. It's to place the people that you're building or designing for at the center of your story. Plus, be mindful of your listeners whom you're telling your story. Yes, that's the really important piece. You have to be mindful of your audience. For example, your stakeholders or your team members, they might be willing to hear the story from different perspectives and how you are trying to balance the business and user needs. Your actual users are the target audience they probably wanna hear a story that resonates with the activity that they are trying to perform. Like any good story, a UX story also has several elements attached to it. So there is a plot and a character, a character who is none other than your target audience. And to sum it up, you can probably use your persona as the character of your story. So once you identify your plot and your character, you go about defining actions, the crisis in their life, the climax, cliffhangers, and finally, conclusion. How easy does that sound to you? Not that easy, right? But trust me, it is. So let's try to understand each of them one by one. Plots in UX story can be different based on which stage of design process you are in. So if you are in early stages, it can be a revelation, an idea, or a problem. But if you are in a later stage where you kind of nail down the complications around things and your target audience, your plot could be very specific situations, use cases and scenarios. The character or the hero of your story, you can use personas or target groups for that, and these characters helps anchor the story and also the conversations around their reality and needs. In some cases, we start with the plot first. Let's take a hypothetical condition and there is a situation where there is a growing population of homeless dogs which is basically causing a higher rate of euthanasia in kill shelters. So this plot reveals an existing situation in our story. And now we are looking for heroes that can help us mitigate this particular situation. So let's say in this situation our heroes are the people who prefer adopting a pet versus buying a new one. So this was an example where we started with the plot first to form our stories. But there are certain cases where we start with characters. For example, we are trying to pull something for old age people. So in situations like these, we start with a character first and then go about plotting the situations in which the product or feature that we are building will be used by these people. Actions in a UX story are the activities our characters will be performing when they are inside the plot. Task is another name that we often use in our industry as a substitute for actions or activity. So we will take the earlier example of homeless dogs. Actions will be the activities or the steps that our characters will be taking when they are thinking about this whole problem. It could be providing foster homes to these homeless dogs, or maybe adopting one, or it could be also donating to the shelters. These actions help us to understand people's capabilities and their point of views, and also how in our design process we can support them. Crisis in a story is basically a stage of uncertainty and confusion, where our character is in a desperate need of help. Like the people who wants to foster homeless dogs are not able to find right options today. The options that are out are either having a very cumbersome process or having trust issues. Alright, so now you have a plot, you identified your characters and their activities and also the moment of crisis. Now it's time to determine the climax or the emotional peak where our characters are looking for an archetype or a guide to meet their needs. And this is the time when we introduce our product, or feature in our hero's journey and help them move forward by removing barriers and obstacles. Yes, during the climax, people make all sorts of decisions and comparisons to find out if the guide or our product is really an answer to their questions or an imposter. <laughs> yes, climax either follow a cliffhanger or a conclusion. So what is cliffhanger? A cliffhanger in UX is a stage which is basically leaving your user in a very difficult situation without offering any resolution of conflict. Yes, it often leads to an abrupt exit or end to the story. So it's very important to identify all sorts of cliffhangers in our story that can bring a gloomy end to our hero's journey, yes. And that's not something that we really want, right? The counterpart of climax is anticlimax. In UX story, an anticlimax is a situation where our users already know that our product is the answers to all their needs. And it could be through words of mouth or their previous experience. So they skip the climax part and directly go to conclusion where they meet their goals. Yes, so as the story concludes, we try to introspect what changes our product brought into the life of our users. Are they happily ever after or are they still just dating? (laughs) Yes, conclusion in UX story is in fact not an actual ending. It's rather food for thoughts that can lead you in building your next big story. Yep, so how are you feeling now? Do you think you have a recipe which is pretty simple? Just identify your plot, characters, actions, crisis, climax, cliffhanger and conclusion and here comes a great UX story. I'll not say that it's over yet. Not until your audience leaves with a clear understanding of the emotions and answers wrapped in your story. A good storyteller is the one who practices the art rather believing that he acquired it. Every product we design and every idea we bring to life through our designs are unique in its own ways. So until you haven't invested your time to get the story right, it's highly unlikely that you'll be able to establish a bond with your audience. The psychological mechanism to process stories is rooted more deeply than we process any other form of content. When we hear a good story, it is believed that our body releases a hormone called oxytocin. In one of the Forbes articles, they called oxytocin as drug of storytelling. Yes, while there are so many other things in humans that help make us social, Oxytocin has been identified as a chemical that promotes pro-social and empathetic behaviors. I have no doubt in my mind that we can definitely use this drug of storytelling to build compelling and engaging product design stories for our users that they can love and share. And this brings us to the very end of this episode. Today, we got another powerful tool in our design toolkit, which is the power of storytelling. Yes. If you like the content of this episode, feel free to rate it, share it, and subscribe to the Immersive Experience channel on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever platform you listen your podcast on. And if you have any feedback to share, please feel free to leave a comment on our Instagram page. But before you go, in our next episode, the 10th episode of Immersive Experience, Experiences is going to be our final episode of the season where we'll try to bring together all the things that we have discussed so far to enter into the future of human-centered design. The final episode will be releasing on 20th August, so mark your calendars. And till then, keep telling amazing stories and also keep those creative juices flowing.